Welcome to the 24-Minute Bible Podcast, where each week our goal is to simply get a better understanding of God's Word, the Bible. We hope you will get reading this amazing book and join us on this exciting journey. And now, here's your host, Pastor Mark Miner. Well, hello today. How are you? Now, I know I can't hear you if you're talking to your phone uh, or to whatever platform you're using, device you're using to access the 24-Minute Bible Podcast. By the way, thank you for listening. But it is important to me that uh, you're doing well. Uh, This is a part of what uh, we do is uh, care for one another. That's what the Bible teaches. And so... uh, I uh, hope you're doing well. Uh, I pray you're doing well. Uh, today, we're, we're going to be looking at the book of Hosea. This is podcast number 89. And we're going to be looking at uh, the second book of the 12 minor prophets. We'll talk more about the minor prophets in just a minute. But a lot of times when we uh, get together for these 24 minutes or so, I like to use something that's cultural, something that perhaps relates. I think that's important in teaching and in remembering. And uh, one of the things I often use is music or movies. And and today I'm going to reference a movie. It's a movie that I've never really watched. Uh, In fact, I can't remember the last time I've watched a movie through uh, from beginning to end. But I know a lot about some of the movies because of the impact on culture and the lessons that they give, both good and bad. And there was a movie many years ago with uh, Julia Roberts and Richard Gere. Uh, The movie was called Pretty Woman. I think the movie was probably rated R. I don't remember that. But I do know the gist of the movie was that Richard Gere, a very successful, wealthy businessman, had uh, picked up this or or asked this lady, uh, I guess you would call her that, she was a prostitute, uh, Julia Roberts, she was a pretty woman, and he had asked her to be his escort for this uh, conference or something. Anyway, he falls in love with her. Now you may say, why in the world are you talking about this on a podcast about the Bible? Well, because that pretty well sums up the book of Hosea. So we're going to be looking at a very interesting book, this second book in the Minor Prophets, the book of Hosea, here in just a moment. But if you're a regular listener to the uh, podcast, I want us to start by giving you a few, uh, a little bit of a background, as we always do, concerning the 12 books of the Minor Prophets, just to help you understand, hey, we're in the home run stretch of getting through the Old Testament right now. I mean, you should applaud yourself if you've made it this far and you started with me at the beginning of this year uh, in the book of Genesis. And here we are now in the book of Hosea. Uh, only 10 more books to go, and you're through the Old Testament, and you'll have read through or at least walked through the Old Testament, and hopefully you'll have a pretty good knowledge of how the book, how God's plan for salvation, for man, for culture, how it all fits together, and then, of course, we'll get into the New Testament as we move forward. So let's talk about these 12 books called the Minor Prophets. And again, I've referenced they're minor simply because they're small in numbers of chapters. Uh, The book of Hosea, for example, that we're looking at today has 14 chapters. It's one of the larger books. Some of the books only have two, three, four chapters, uh, very small books. So that's why they're considered minor. But they're also considered minor in the sense that they're very targeted, targeted toward people and toward situations. Important situations, situations that God wants us to learn from, 
But uh, let's just talk and look at uh, three or four things concerning the minor prophets, just to give you some background and understanding. Number one, uh, the minor prophets are not in chronological order. From Genesis all through the books of uh, law and history, uh, we talked about how it was in chronological order. One thing begat another, begat another. Not true when we look at the minor prophets. The minor prophets cover about 400 years. So they start in the time of the kings, and they go through to uh, from about 800 B.C. to 400 B.C. So the minor prophets, uh, each one different and unique in the way, but they speak to different situations. Some of them speak to the kingdom of uh, Israel and Judah. If you'll remember, a little more review, but if you'll remember, there was a civil war in Israel, and Israel divided into two kingdoms, the northern kingdom, which was known as Israel, and then the southern kingdom, which basically was Jerusalem and its environs, and that was called Judah. So we have these two kingdoms. They're two sovereign, separate nations, even though they are still of the people of Israel. They operate totally differently. And so uh, most of the prophets uh, that are speaking during that period of time are either speaking to the north, to the northern kingdom, or to the south, the southern kingdom. So we have about 400 years of history covered by the minor prophets. A second point to understand there is that uh, the focus is often very different in each one of these 12 books. Uh, for example, uh, Jonah's message, you remember, we'll talk about him later on, Jonah who swallowed the whale, I mean Jonah who was swallowed by the whale, there we go, uh, Jonah's message uh, wasn't to the Jews at all, it was to the Assyrians, to a city called Nineveh, which was the, a deadly enemy of Israel. And yet that's where God spoke to Jonah and said, go to Nineveh. Of course, he went the opposite direction. But we'll talk more about that later. So uh, Jonah's message was to the Assyrians. Obadiah preached to the Edomites who were in the southern part. They were not Jews. They were Arabs, if you will. And they lived in a place we may know it as Petra. We'll talk about that more when we look at the book of Obadiah. But it wasn't to the Jews at all. Haggai, uh, on the other hand, preached to the Jews in Jerusalem about finishing the temple. Because they had started it, but then they stopped and quit. So each book, each minor prophet is addressing a different person or a different ethnicity, let's say, a different culture. It could be in a different time through a 400-year period of time, oftentimes very targeted to certain events or certain things coming up. So understand that when you're looking at the, the 12 minor prophets. They're not cohesive in the fact that they flow. They are very specific and targeted, sort of a rifle shot, if you will, targeted right at something. And as God uses these minor prophets to speak to the culture and to speak to us today, which is the third point here in the background, the minor prophets often spoke of the now, the here and now, that they were speaking to a different group of people. But ultimately, the message is also to us in the future as we learn from these lessons and also as we understand what has happened. The message is often uh, a negative message, but it turns to a positive one in that God is always a redemptive God. Judgment, yes, when sin takes place, but restoration uh, and redemption as well. So uh, that's just a little background on the uh, 12 
uh, minor prophets. We looked at Daniel last week, and today we are looking at uh, Hosea. And that brings us to Hosea. You know, God sometimes asks people to do some odd things, in the Bible particularly. Uh, he asks them to go to speak to certain people or go to certain places. You may have felt that yourself, and you thought, oh, I don't really want to do that. It doesn't make sense to me. But you might have felt that spiritual impact to do that. Uh, there, so there are some odd things that God sometimes ask his prophets to do. Occasionally, there's even some irrational things, if I can use that term. Uh, for example, uh, God tells David to take a rock to a sword fight. I mean, that's not a very smart thing to do. Of course, David defeats Goliath and things go well. He, he chooses Moses and he sends him back to the greatest kingdom and culture uh, at the time. And Moses is a man with a stick and a stutter. I mean, he's not the one you would choose. It was very irrational for one man to bring down the greatest culture of his time. And yet, that's exactly the irrational thing that God did. But every now and then, the Lord asked his servant to do something downright weird. Uh, almost offensive, if you will. So, welcome to the book of Hosea. I, I want to give you a, a, a phrase. I always do that, a key phrase, a hook, something to remember the book of Hosea by. And I'm going to give you a name, a name actually of Hosea's wife, uh, a name that strikes me as odd, but nonetheless, uh, her name was Gomer. So, the key phrase for Hosea is Gomer. Gomer, if you're old enough to remember uh, Andy of Mayberry and, and Gomer Pyle, uh, Shazam, well, that, that was the name of Hosea's wife, Gomer. And Gomer was a prostitute. And yet she is very integral in this, and she is actually part of God's picture as he's using Hosea to speak to his people. Jeremiah was Judah's last chance prophet. Hosea is the last chance prophet for the northern kingdom. That, that portion of Israel that had gone to, in the division, uh, the northern kingdom. The army of the Assyrians is on the way, and the northern kingdom is about to be destroyed. Hosea is preaching to them to repent, to return to God, and let God rescue them. And as often happens, when things get desperate, God uses desperate means. If you remember the book of Jeremiah we spoke about a few weeks ago, uh, God had Jeremiah do some very pictorial, some very graphic things. He had Jeremiah make a pot, uh, and then he took that pot and broke it in the presence of the people and said, this is what's going to happen to you. Very dramatic thing. Well, the book of Hosea is written to the northern kingdom, and the northern kingdom is about to experience uh, a devastating blow, and they're going to be destroyed and scattered across the known world at that time. But they still have one last chance, and Hosea is that. So God asked Hosea to do something very dramatic. He asked Hosea to marry a prostitute. Hosea does just that. He sees, and again, back to the pretty woman sort of idea in the movie, uh, he finds this lady who is uh, a woman of the night, who goes to the red light district, finds this woman. Uh, perhaps she was beautiful. She certainly uh, cast her spell upon Hosea as God invited him and asked him to do. And Hosea marries Gomer. 
there are some key concepts that revolve around this marriage. Now, this is a dramatic act. And you may say it's not only irrational, it's downright weird. And it, it was very strange. It was dramatic in many senses, but it was to make a point to the people of Israel that if you don't get right, things are going to be uh, very, very bad, very devastating for them. So let's look at some key points in these 14 chapters of the book of Hosea. Hosea was, uh, it's a very graphic book. You know, God doesn't get embarrassed when we start talking about things like sex and marriage and prostitution and some of the devastating things that, that happen in our culture today. Uh, we remember the, the Song of Solomon, the very graphic book. Uh, if you've ever uh, thought about uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, again, a very graphic situation there as that society was, was in the throes of its own destruction. Uh, there's a book of Ezekiel, and I don't have the quotes in front of me, but uh, there's Ezekiel chapter 23, verses 19 and 20, very graphic, where God says to the people how you, uh, you lusted after, actually says lusted after the genitals uh, of, uh, of another country, uh, Egypt at this time, and, and you uh, prostituted yourself in so many ways as uh, you allowed yourself to be caressed. And uh, it's very uh, intimate sort of uh, shades of gray type language. And it's in the Bible. And my point is simply this, that, that God's not, he, he made us. He understands these things. And uh, he uses those drives, desires, passions, and pictures to help us understand what's going on and also to help illustrate what could be taking place when, uh, if we don't repent from sin or if a culture doesn't repent. Certainly that's the case here in the book of Hosea. Uh, Hosea marries Gomer uh, because times are desperate. And yet uh, things go well for a while. Uh, there is a lot of symbolism, letter B, under the concepts here as we talk about the key concepts in the book of Hosea. Uh, without having read it, perhaps you can at least understand that, that so Hosea has, has asked this woman to be his wife. Uh, she being a lady of the night, the red light district, she uh, agrees and Hosea marries her. And at first things are going well. In fact, Hosea 1-2 says this, when the Lord began to speak through Hosea, the Lord said to him, Go, marry a promiscuous woman, and have children with her, for, like an adulterous wife, this land is guilty of unfaithfulness to the Lord. So you see the, the parallel, the, the picture being set up. Verse 3 says this, So he married Gomer, and she conceived and bore him a son. So Hosea marries Gomer, he loves her, and she actually bears him children. Two sons and a daughter come from uh, this relationship, this marriage uh, with Gomer. And the picture is simply this. Israel is married to God. Israel's relationship to God is as a wife. The, land, the name Beulah, uh, Beulah land, if you've heard the song Beulah land, means, means uh, married. And, and Israel was, was uh, the Beulah land, the marriage of God to a people, which is what he wanted. But Israel, like Gomer, was a wayward nation. They left the security and the sanctity and the comfort of a relationship with Holy God, Holy God and they lusted after the uh, pleasures of the idolatrous nations around them. 
And so they left their God and they went after false lovers, false gods. And that's really the picture of the book of Hosea. Uh, Hosea is a book about judgment because, uh, of course, judgment is going to come. Uh, and yet, uh, God, it really is uh, even larger than that, a book about a love of a, of a husband for his wife. In this case, a love of Hosea for Gomer and the love of God for his people. Now, the Bible talks about in the book of Hosea that how God has raised up a hedge of thorns, a, a protection, something to kind of keep her in so that we, she wouldn't, Gomer, wouldn't uh, see all the things out there and wouldn't desire those things. But ultimately, as we read in the book of Hosea, uh, Gomer finds her way through all the protective barriers and she prostitutes herself again. And it breaks Hosea's heart. This is the mother of his children. And yet she loves her false lovers rather than her husband. And she goes out. Again, a very graphic picture. A, a true story of real people. But a graphic picture of what is going on with Israel and Jehovah God. Point C or concept C under this book of Hosea is... It's interesting that uh, Jesus quotes the book of uh, Hosea twice. In fact, uh, in the minor prophets, all of the minor prophets are quoted in the New Testament except the book of Obadiah. So even though we're reading these very targeted and specific books, uh, they find their way into the New Testament, their lessons or their input or their prophetic words. And Jesus quotes the, the, a very familiar verse, a verse that I'm going to give you of a, as a memory verse, if you do that uh, here in a moment, uh, that is your memory verse for this week. And it's, it's found in Hosea 6.6, 6, and it says, For I desire mercy, not sacrifice. Really, the, the book of Hosea is a book about a God whose love never fails, even though we fail him over and over and over again. We leave him and we sell ourselves out to a world that could care less for pleasure that doesn't satisfy. And yet God receives us back, receives us back into his home, into his heart, and into a right relationship. It really is a gracious book, the book of Hosea, because it's about God's unquenchable love. Gomer had broken her sacred vows. She had disgraced and forsaken the name of Hosea and the family uh, that she had created. She had abandoned her family and her children even. But Hosea forgave her and he welcomed her back. No matter how grievous the sin, no matter how deep the moral failure, no matter how uh, sad the spirit uh, and, and powerful the spirit of prostitution that had gripped her, or has gripped us, there's a way back home. That's really the wonderful message of the book of Hosea, that God loves us, and no matter how we have sold ourselves out to a thoughtless and thankless world, God's arms are open wide, his heart is always turned toward us, and he's ready through his grace to welcome us back into right relationship. I don't know about you, uh, and I'm, maybe I'm preaching on this uh, podcast. I don't mean to necessarily do that, but I just get excited when I think of no matter what I've done, no matter how far I've gone, there is a God who in love pursues me 
to the ends of the earth. He is the lover and we are the beloved. He is the source of our worth because he sees us and he purchases, he redeems us from the pit no matter how much depravity we have allowed ourselves to uh, be immersed in. He pulls us out. He cleans us up. He dresses us up. He puts a crown on our head. He restores our vitality. He gives us back our life and our position. So welcome to the book of Hosea, the second book in the Minor Prophets. Hope this has made some sense to you. I'm going to again give you the, the memory verse, Hosea 6, 6. It says this, For I desire mercy, not sacrifice, and knowledge of God rather than burnt offerings. God's heart is always toward not to us to do penance. You don't have to earn your way back, but you do have to come back of your own free will. And God will welcome you back into his love, into his relationship. He desires mercy, not sacrifice. Jesus quoted that verse twice in the Gospels. He's still quoting it today to you and I. Well, thank you for listening to uh, this uh, podcast today, uh, the book of Hosea. Uh, we're going to speed up a little bit. The next week, we're going to actually take a couple of the minor prophets together and kind of put them uh, in, uh, in a position so that we can speed on up. We're going to soon be moving to the New Testament, but we certainly are not going to leave out these very important, if short, books of the minor prophets as they speak to us today as they spoke to their culture back then. So thank you so much for listening to the book of Hosea, and I uh, look forward to seeing you next week as we uh, dive into some more of the minor prophets. This is Mark Minor. I am a minor prophet, never been a major. I'm just a minor, but honored to be a part of this journey with you. Thank you, and have a blessed, blessed week. Thank you so much for listening to the 24-Minute Bible Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and look forward to continuing this journey to understanding the Bible, please subscribe to our channel. And if you would be so kind, share it with your friends who might enjoy it. We would also love it if you would leave us a review. It really does help us. Join us next week for another episode as we work our way through the Bible book by book. Have a blessed week.